Welcome to the GNA Podcast, Games, Nerds, and Alcohol, where we get drunk and talk about stuff. Dramatic Kirk pause. Love stuff. <laughs> Every, we talk about all the stuff. Tonight's the weird stuff, though. Yeah, t- tonight is like, tonight's like the, the, the stuff that we want to do stuff that's involved with stuff. You're making it very awkward and scary. He's talking about butt stuff. Oh, I was going to talk about double stuff. <laughs> oh man, the amount of Crisco that would be pouring out of there is just oh god. Well, I mean that's all that's in the Oreo cookie, right? It's just Crisco. Yeah, Crisco and sugar, pretty much. Mm. Well, we're being joined tonight by the uh, by the typical crew, and if you can't hear him, we've got a uh, we've got a, a genuine article here. Not not the article. We're still trying to get him him on, but we have the Grave Mind. Grave Mind, how you feeling tonight, man? Good. Um, Oreos. Double stuffed? Uh, I actually do have some in the cabinet, but I'm going to refrain for now. Oh, I can't have Oreos in the house. I will devour them like a like a freaking Tyrannosaurus devouring a, I don't know, whatever they Hey, eat. hey, you put some milk on there. It's got protein. It cancels it out, right? No, no I don't use milk. No, I, just, I just grab those cookies and just shove them in my face three, four at a time. I would like to verify that Tyrannosauruses do eat lawyers. Specifically, they made a movie about it. Oh, yeah, good point. They do eat lawyers. But they do not use their arms to feed themselves Oreos, for their arms cannot reach. Do they dunk Do they dunk the lawyers in milk first? No, they cannot. They cannot reach. They dunk them in the toilet bowl first. They got big heads and little arms. Well, I mean, they are in the toilet while they are being eaten, so... If Jurassic Park has told me anything, it said uh, T-Rexes like to eat people that are on the toilet. However, uh, Jurassic Park did get one thing wrong. When they said, oh, stay very still, they can't see you, they can only see motion. Wrong. Scientists scientists, uh, studied the skulls and everything else and fossils and and have come up with the uh, strong theory that they had better eyesight than either humans or falcons and hawks. Yes, it was a very, uh, very good, strong, bad theory. Yep. And also, I'm pretty sure that girl did not know the Unix system. No, no, she didn't. Anyways, it was supposed to be the little boy. There's an entire subreddit from that uh, quote in the movie. It's a Unix system. And we're being joined tonight by Shadow Fox. How you doing, Shadow Fox? Better. Way better. Oh, good. E- even with the uh, the incident of... Uh, of Anyway. Hey, D, how you feeling? We're being joined by D as well. Ah, uh, not too shabby. I've uh, got another day off, so... Uh... I'm liking the three-day weekend. Huzzah! Huzzah! And we're being joined by Shinzu. How you doing, guy? Oh, I'm living the life, man. You're living the dream? I'm living the dream. Whose dream is it? Uh, I don't know yet. I have to dig his wallet out from his corpse and see. Positive. I like that. Uh, We would be joined by uh, Zyberblood, but... He was abducted last episode, and last we heard he was in Detroit. I think he showed us a picture from New York. I don't know. The last picture I saw was kind of scare-roused. Or was it a different dimension where they're both the same? It could be. Maybe it was Gotham. Oh. Because that's kind of New New York and Detroit together. Yeah. Sure. I also want to mention before we uh, get to drinks that this is the only podcast where you can go from Oreos to Jurassic Park in two sentences. Hmm. And it'd actually be somewhat logical how you got there. Yeah. That's because I'm involved and I tend to do that. 
And we're being joined by Blue Shark. How you feeling tonight, Blue Shark? Oh, man, I'm doing great tonight. It's just been a wonderful, wonderful week, man. How about yourself? I can't complain. Good day. Well, let's go into what people are drinking. So, Grave, what are you drinking with us tonight, man? Um, so I have my, in this glass, is actually my number one, I recently proclaimed, is a Devastator Double Bock from Wasatch Brew, uh, Brewery. It's out of Utah. Imagine that with the Mormons. I'm glad you said it was a beer, because if that was a full glass of rum, I was about to hand the crown to you. That uh, should be, but no, it's the Devil Bock. And then I've got in my Glen Cairn here a little bit of Red Saw bourbon. Ooh, nice. It was sent, uh, I believe Zyber sent me a care package with a little bottle of Red Saw, and I found it at my liquor store, so I thought I would revisit it. Um, tasting notes, kind of cherry and oak, maybe a little bit of vanilla, a lot of sweet. What about that double bock? What's that like? Double bock, very malty. Lo- like, I used to do a lot of pale ales, and uh, I thought I was a ale guy, but um, this one is making me rethink that. I think I like the malt a little bit better than the hop. Nice. Did you uh, did you hear about Dogfish Head coming out with a 75-minute IPA? They're, they're, they're the 90-minute IPA, right? Well, they they're they're the sixty, ninety, and one twenty. Yeah, the the, but they're they're coming out with a seventy five minute IPA that they're adding maple syrup to. That'll go over well in Canada. Uh, it's going to go over well with this guy because that sounds incredible. <laughs> but especially Canada. No, Dogfish Head. It it recently released here, and um, I don't know. I just I don't I don't I want to try it, but. It seems like it's an investment because it's kind of expensive. Try the Flesh and Blood IPA. Okay. Or the Indian Brown Ale. Both of those are two great places to start. Mm. Uh, next time I look, I'll, I'll look them up. Um, but yeah, it does seem like it's a little pricier. Like this one is eight ninety nine a six pack. And it's something I know I like. So, But yeah, yeah. next time I'm in the uh, in there trying to experiment and I'll... I'll keep those in mind. I mean, it's not that expensive. If you think of it, a four-pack of 120 is only like 43 bucks. <laughs> but of course you are, too. So, uh, god damn it. What are you drinking with us tonight, D? I uh, bought a huge case of this, so I'm still trying to pound through the uh, shipyard uh, pumpkin head. It's a... Um... I always like this time of year for those pumpkin... Yeah. Yeah, and they do a really good job. It's a very... Uh, it's It's a nice, light, refreshing ale. A little a splash of pumpkin in it, so it's it's not overbearing. It's not like oh pumpkin, so it's just really good and four point five percent alcohol. Not like a pumpkin took a dump in your mouth. No, no, no. Headless Horseman didn't go open wide. <sighs> oh, oh, it's even got the pumpkin seeds. Oh, that's a good one. No, no, this is actually pretty good. I, I bet I, got, I did. I got a boner. I bet I bet I, I bet I turned people on harder than they uh, fart in a deck. You know. <laughs> I could see that. I could see that. Uh, could see that, uh, that being arousing in the in the correct situation. What about you, Shinzu? I was going to say. Drinking? I hope you don't pick me next because I'm actually drinking a mudslide right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, that that joke just kind of rolled right in there, didn't it? So, uh, yeah, so tell me, I was how, really like, I was how's like, that right, mudslide taste? It's uh, 
it's gone sour now, apparently. I'm just imagining some dingleberries floating in there and shit. I mean, like, so I had shit in the bar that I needed to drink, and I was like, yeah, I'll just throw some stuff right together I got for the first time in months. You had shit in the bar you had to drink. Yeah, I d- absolutely. Yeah, it just kind of sits in a jar somewhere. I keep it in the jar. This fart joke is just keep going. I mean, it's just, it's going forever. <laughs> so, uh, that's what I'm drinking tonight, and now I don't feel so good about it. <laughs> All right, so, Shadow, what are you drinking tonight, man? Please tell me it's a coffee stout. I'm not. <laughs> please, please tell me it's a nut brown ale. Please. <laughs> That's a bit nutty. Man, this joke went south. Far south. Oh, God. Yeah, right right about to the dick south. Oh, God. And Blue Shark, what are you drinking with us tonight, man? I am actually enjoying myself a very simple cocktail. Uh, it's uh, 100% agave, blanco, tequila, uh, El Padrino, uh, with uh, shaken with some ice and a little bit of lime juice. Uh, it's just a real simple, smooth cocktail for me, and uh, it's usually what I—it's what's my go-to for tequila. I don't like mixing tequila with just about anything else on a normal basis, so this is what I go with. <laughs> and well, I myself am drinking a—it's uh, by Voodoo Ranger. Um, it's called a Juicy Haze IPA. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's, um, I think, New Belgium. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. They, um, I really like their Devil IPA. I, I think it's Voodoo Ranger brand as well, but their Devil IPA is really good. Well, this is the first one I've had of it, and uh, I got to give you, I got to give you a full detail on this. So I'm used to my IPAs being cloudy um but this this literally is so cloudy it almost looks a yellow like it almost looks the color of shinzu's logo yellow sorry about that couldn't resist well i know when i first poured it i looked at it and i went wow that's an incredibly cloudy beer and i guess that's why they call it juicy haze ipa because this is a hazy looking beer um very very aromatic it's got a lot of citrus notes in the smell. Very, very strong. Surprisingly smooth of a drink, though. Do you know what kind uh, of hops they use? It's not bitter at all, really. It, it, it's, it's really, really smooth. Um, so they use... Hold on, let me look here. It's a Citra Cascade... Oh. Cent- Cascades are my favorite. S- I'm spelling this wrong, or saying this wrong. Smoko? Simona. Or, um, Simo- sorry. Um, Smoko, Smoko, whatever, and Nugget. Samoa? No, no, it's like S-I-M-C-O-E. Oh, Simoco. Mm, yeah, anyway. Uh, it's it's only 7.5 by volume, so it's it's got, it's you know, it's a good hearty beer, you know, it's higher than the normal ones. But um, it's it's really super smooth. It's way smoother than I thought it'd be. There's almost... There's a lasting taste with it, but it's not like a typical IPA where it's a lasting bitter taste. It's almost like it's almost like it's got that little bit of an aftertaste when somebody farts in a car and then you open a window. Like that. Man, this is a fart fart joke episode. Lots of fart jokes. We like to apologize for our shitty episode. Yeah. <laughs> um Funny, I thought it was a gas. 
get out now. Leave, break your mic, and walk out the door. <laughs> We're going to hell. We're just going. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Straight to hell. I did want to say that I, I like New Belgium stuff, so I'll probably look into that one eventually. Yeah, it's really, really smooth. I could I could probably drink this all day long because it's it's super super smooth. Um I have no clue what the calorie content is on and all that jazz. I probably don't want to drink it all day long, but Yeah, you really don't. Yeah. No one needs to know what the calories are in their beer. That's no. Agreed. It's like drinking water. There's no calories in it. I, I it's liquid. I think of it like a piece of bread. Just eat it with some ham, you'll be fine. Yeah, if I just had like some cheese and ham right here rolled up, you know, drink a pe- drink a sip, eat some ham. Mm-hmm. I can make that work. Roll some bacon in there. All right, next segment we have State of Games. State of Games, if you've never listened before, is basically where we talk about what we've been playing for the past week, or we pontificate on how we feel games are in general nowadays. So, let's start off with you, D. What is your State of Games, guy? Well, I'm uh been playing some retro. So I got uh, Clash at Demon Head, so I've been playing that. That's a fun platformer. Uh, we try to have, You get to basically decide which path to take. There's a lot of different routes you can go, and you got to try to find some items, power-ups, and defeat some bosses before you, know, you get to the top and, I guess, save your girlfriend and whatever. So it's a fun platformer. I've been playing, of course, Octopath Traveler. And I've been playing some uh, Super Mario Odyssey on the Switch with the kids. Nice. So they've been really enjoying that. Um, I got them playing around with the uh, the first level. You get the hat, you throw it on, you could be a T-Rex running around. So they both were playing with that for a while. I have got to get a Switch because there, uh, there is so much that I want to do on the Switch. It's it's fantastic. I, I'd highly recommend it. Yeah, I'm really I'm really stoked about it. I've been, uh, I've been saving up my Amazon credits to hopefully eventually buy one. We actually just got a Switch. It was my uh, my wife's Christmas present. Um, she's been playing uh, Super Mario Odyssey, and she got uh, Splatoon 2. Nice. Well, what's your state of games there, Grapevine? What you been doing? Uh, I have been um, trudging my way through Dark Souls 2 on PC. Uh, I'm currently on a giant two-headed spider boss. Um, it oh likes my. it likes to spit uh, poison in my face, and uh, I'm not too big of a fan of that. But uh, I'm working through it. I also uh, Battle for Azeroth came out on World of Warcraft. I've been on the fence whether I'll actually stick to this expansion with my school schedule and everything, but I'm playing it right now just to try and see if I will stick to it. It's to be determined, though. And then um, I also have Breath of the Wild for the Switch she just got. So I didn't I didn't stay completely out of it, and I'll probably start playing that pretty soon. But I'll let you know on that one. Very cool. What about you, Shadow? What is your state of games there, guy? I've been playing Wildlands by myself. Without you. You sound kind of dated. Oh, yeah, I know. But I haven't been going through a good time recently, so it's comforting. Comforting like when I uh, I go to grab your butt and I get a whole handful of taint? Only if I fart on you. <laughs> what about you, Shinzu? What's your steady games there, guy? Uh, I've been playing... Uh, I got back into um, 
Left 4 Dead 2, playing some Dungeons 3. Also spun up uh, Diablo 3 again, Half-Life 2, as well as uh, Dark Souls 3. Oh, and uh, Nintendo's new mobile game, uh, Dragalia Lost. Tell me about that one. I don't know that one. Uh, it's, I don't know, you guys, uh, you guys ever get into uh, Fire Emblem Heroes for yeah. uh, iOS? Yeah. It's kind of like that, but it has more of an RPG flavor to it where you actually go in, you can play co-op with teammates, and you go through like dungeons and levels, fight bosses together. It's pretty cool. It's, I'm still pretty early into the game. Uh, I will say that there is a lot of things that will require cash if you want to advance quickly in the game. Um, otherwise, you have to be relatively patient and kind of hope for those good pulls. Typical mobile game. Yeah, very much typical. It's still fun, though. Um, I'm kind of hoping that it doesn't wear off. I know Fire Emblem Heroes tended to fade relatively quickly after you got the game and you didn't really have the orbs to summon you guys. But this this seems to be doing all right right now. I'll have a better review next time we talk. Better pacing? Yeah, better pace out. The only Fire Emblem game I ever played was the original one on... Uh, well, it might not have been the original one. There might have been a first one that I wasn't aware of, but the one on the Game Boy Advanced. Hmm. That was the... Um, I think that was the first US release one. I don't know too much about the history yet. I remember playing through that game, and every time one of my characters would die, I restarted it for my save point, because they all had to survive. Mm-hmm. Now, if if any one of them die, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. That's like um, XCOM. XCOM's like that, too. If any of your, any of your people die, you got to restart. Oh, that's not how I played XCOM. I would charge one person in, they'd croak, and I'd be like, well... Sorry about that. Let me hire a new one. You're the target dummy. (laughs) You run in while everyone else shoots. I need somebody to take some fire. Hey, you're really big and you've got a lot of HP. Go run in there. Yeah, I I, I played XCOM like a little dictator. (laughs) Wait a minute, are we talking talking the new, the the re-release of XCOM or the original XCOM? I was talking the original. I played the the release, the the remake? Yeah, what's what's the first one? Enemy Unknown, I think. Yeah, probably. I mean, that was the original. That was the original one. XCOM Enemy Unknown. Oh, there there's like a a, a much more original one than that. Like uh late 90s. I forget the name of no, it. No, that, no, it, it was originally called XCOM Enemy Unknown when it was released here. Cuz it was uh, I believe it was released in England or maybe it was I think it was released PAL first. I can't remember. Oh. Oh, I was mistaken then. UFO Defense is the old one I was thinking of. Oh, okay, that one. Yeah, they rebranded that, though. Oh, okay. According to Wiki, UFO Enemy Unknown was the first one in 1994. Oh, that must have been like they, they mixed the names then. Yeah, they they rebranded it. The remake, uh, like, it was late 2000s, was uh, Enemy Unknown, and then they did a expansion pack that was Enemy Within. They also did a first-person shooter, which I played. It was halfway decent. Oh, the Declassified? Yeah. I Yeah, I have that. I haven't played that yet, though. It, it was all right. I, I, I would recommend it. Probably a fun, you know, six, seven hours. Yeah, so fun uh, fun fact about the original XCOMs that came, that came out in the 90s. Uh, the original one, um, Enemy Unknown, or I, I, I can I swear they rebranded it as something else, though. No, no, it was originally Enemy Unknown. Yeah, 1994, Enemy Unknown. Came out for Windows. Anyway, so the original one, Enemy Unknown, was difficult, was was hard, it was fun. Um, but then when they came out with XCOM Terror from the Deep, 
It's like they literally said, hey, you know what? The first game was way too easy. Let's let's turn it to 11. And holy shit, on the easiest difficulty level, that game was still hard. I like when games do that, though. Yeah, it was fun. It was good. I like the storyline. I like where they went with it. Um, but, oh my god. I, I don't think I actually ever beat Tower from the Deep without putting on cheats. <laughs> uh, that's like... Um... The original StarCraft campaign, Power Overwhelming. Mm. I still remember uh, I remember that cheat code, and um, there is no cow level that that would just automatically win the game. Remember cheat codes? Those were a thing. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B-A-B-A, select, start. And the old Konami code. Except now the cheat codes are, uh, enter your credit card number. <laughs> Or how about this one? Let, let's let's see how you guys remember your uh, your cheat codes. How about A B A C A B B? No, that was the original Genesis Mortal Kombat Blood Code. Oh wow, nice! Uh, now now you're making me try to remember the Supersonic cheat code for uh, Sonic Two. You did it in the um, like the sound test options, but I, I forget the exact numbers. It was like ten years ago. I could probably remember it. Well, here, I don't know if this counts as a cheat code, but there was a, in Mortal Kombat 2, if you held, I think it was B on your D-pad, or maybe it was down on your D-pad for 30 seconds with Shang Tsung, and you were at mid-range and released it from mid-range, you'd turn into Kataro, the four-armed monster that you got to fight at the end, and you'd actually punch the top half of their body off. Huh. That, that sounds a lot like... Like it's so simple, it sounds like the um, the truck in the original Pokemon games, where you have to get six golems that all know strength to move it, and you would get a Mew. <laughs> yeah, those little Easter eggs are fantastic. But it wasn't true. <laughs> What's your state of games, Blue? <laughs> well, I actually got some gaming in this week. Um, things are kind of busy at work, and they, they still kind of are, but it's slowing down a little bit. I played uh, some Splinter Cell. Uh, Blacklist. Sorry for the brain fart there. Splinter Cell Blacklist, I've been working on getting the uh, combat kills, trying to complete each mission with a combat rating of gold. And then I played some Pokemon Go, and also I ended up playing some OG Splinter Cell on the PC. Got the controller to work um, with Steam. But it's not perfect. Like, I can't control my speed of my movements. So I have to keep my mouse next to me. And I kind of have to, like, fudge that. Kind of move it around. Sometimes look down my pistol to slow myself down. You know, if I decide I want to keep it at one constant speed. Well, my state of games. uh, I have actually been playing a few games this week. Uh, I've been playing Marvel Strike Force on mobile. Um, There was a new one, which I forgot the name of it which is half city builder, half puzzle quest, and kind of half RPG. Um, you you have different enemies that you have to fight. You solve the puzzles and the puzzle quest thing, and it attacks the creatures, and then they have HP, and then they eventually die, and you're et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then you've got some town building elements to it as well, where you got to set something up and then wait, and then set something up and wait. Do you have your phone next to you? I don't. I do not. Otherwise, I would look it up and tell you exactly what the name was. Oh, I was about to say, tell tell us the name, oh, math whiz. Oh, God of fractions. 
Nice one, D. Nice, nice. I, I, if I had my phone next to me, I would. Yeah, I, I would have if I had it here, but uh, I totally don't. Uh, I've been jumping into some Destiny 2 um, just to try to grind out a few more levels. I finally made it to, and everybody's going to be, be like, oh, really? Um, I, uh, I made it, I finally made it to like light level 520 when the rest of my clan is like, I think almost 600 now. PS4, not PC, PS4. No, how long have I not played that game? When did this all happen? Oh, when Forsaken came out, they brought the light level up from 400 to 600. It was at 400? When would that happen? Uh, back with the last expansion released. Ah, oh, jeez. I haven't played since that one time that I wanted to raid and couldn't because I didn't buy the expansion. And I was like, yeah, I'm done. Oh, yeah, that was a, that was a big old kick in the cock there. Yeah, no, I was, I was like, yeah, you're done. You're not getting my money anymore. It, it it's, it's like uh, when you go out to play with your friends for the last time, but nobody knows it. It was like my last raid with Cecil. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about, Shadow. That's uh, it's kind of messed up, man. Yeah, the raids are fun, though. I mean, they're, they're, they're really, really fun. Well, I liked Destiny's raids, but I just can't. I can't forgive them for that. That was a pretty dick thing to do, and they didn't do that with Destiny 1, so it was a bit of a surprise when they did that in Destiny 2. It really was. I think it was an oversight. Like, when that happened, I was ready to go to the raid that night, and, like, you guys were all setting up. We were going to do PC raid, and I was all excited, and they are like, oh, you can't go. I was like, fuck, man. I'm done. I really think it was an oversight. Somebody on Bungie just uh, just didn't catch it, and they're like, oh, oops. Versus when I got kicked, and then an hour later I heard them say, didn't we have a warlock on the team? And oh, I yeah. laughed. And yeah, I laughed. Yeah, you did have a warlock on the team, but you booted him for some other guy. Yeah. <laughs> Sucks to be you. Oh, man. But yeah, I've been playing some Destiny 2, um, and... I actually just downloaded Overwatch because it was part of the humble bum- humble bundle monthly. So I give that I give it to my brother because I already had it, but it's fun. I like Overwatch. Yeah, I'm probably gonna jump into that. See if I can uh, see if I can do there. Got that from Humble Bundle, which we are partnered with. So if you uh, if you don't buy from Humble Bundle, please do and throw that question mark partner equals GNA podcast at the end because uh, we don't want any of your money. So put that slider down to zero. But if you do anything, if you buy a game, if you subscribe to Humble Bundle, Humble Bundle Monthly, um, put that question mark partner equals GNA Podcast at the end, and it throws some throws some love our way. It uh, lets them know that we sent you there. Actually, the only thing that you can't change is if you actually do a Humble Bundle Humble Bundle Monthly and you subscribe. Every time that you subscribe, every every new customer, we get ten bucks, and there's nothing we can do about that. But we're probably going to turn around, buy codes with it, and then. Give them away on game show night. Soon to be partners with Humble Bumble too. Humble Bumble, the monthly honey service. Mmm. And we're gonna put that into things like tea and beer. Sure, mead. You like mead? I could do that. I yeah. Totally do some mead. I, I saw some new mead at the liquor store. I was tempted, but I like the Viking blood. Uh, um. Someone turned me onto that. I forget who it was. I'll remember it later. But yeah, Viking blood. Good stuff. Try it. 
So the topic we actually had for tonight is a little bit off the wall. It's kind of game related, but it's kind of more not since it's really like where we want to go. But we got to keep it into some constraints. So the topic was game locations, games with real life locations in them and which ones we thought were cool, uh, how we did well, did they do well, etc, etc, etc. So I mean, I'll, st I'll start off with the first game that I that just comes right to my mind is the original Spider-Man that I think came out for PlayStation. I think the original one came out for PlayStation. Maybe it was PlayStation 2. But, uh... I still remember a, a Spider-Man game that was based around Carnage on, uh, Genesis. Maximum Carnage for Genesis and Super yes. Nintendo. Yes, Maximum Carnage. Shit. Shit. <laughs> I was going off on the original idea that it was a, uh, video location like in real life that like like a video game museum or something that has a uh, something to do with the video game industry oh crap we can do that too i just switched it up so that we had a little bit more to talk about so that was mine so i'll i'll, I'll get into that afterwards because okay. that's what i prepared for like an idiot well it's all right we'll we'll kick into that right after this wait so uh, for these so game locations like you know like spider-man did new york city and it was actually funny because the first time I played Spider-Man, I'd actually I used to spend a lot of time in the city. So I was going through, and I'm sitting there swinging through Central Park, and I'm like, "Hey, I remember that park bench. Hey, wait a second, Where, where's the hot dog guy?" And then you know I'd be looking for looking for things that just weren't there because, well, why the hell would they program a hot dog hot dog guy in the middle of Central Park? That's a lot like um, I was on Reddit the other day and someone put a gif up of the, the new Spider-Man game and they showed um, a building that was pretty unique architecture on the game. And then they, they, they picked up their camera and walked out to their window and like showed a picture of the actual building from their window. And I thought that was really cool. Nice. Um, did you see the one, uh, did you see the me or the picture? I I've seen it floating around Reddit a lot where they did a homage back to the original Spider-Man game. There were some guys on some boats. So in the new Spider-Man game, the scary people the like block people on the boat. Yeah. Yeah. So if you go far enough out on, you find these boats and you get to them, there's these people that are literally the same style blockiness as the original Spider-Man game. Yeah. I saw that one. That was <laughs> kind of like fitting for Halloween. This is good for October. <laughs> yeah. I got a good one for uh, October. Hit it. Uh, Alnwick Castle. Alnwick Castle? Yep, it's a, a big castle in uh, Britain. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, near, you know, near Scotland. It's one of the, it's on the northeast of uh, uh, Northumberland. Uh, it's one of the top tourist destinations. It was uh, where they filmed part of the Harry Potter movies, where some of the Harry Potter games take place. And it also inspired stuff from Dragon Quest and other games. Oh, nice. So, just wanted to bring that up because that was a big one that was, oh, that's a real place you can go. And they can, they actually have events. Like, if you can go, you can learn to, like, do some stuff and activities out of Harry Potter, which is really neat. Nice. They've done some cool stuff with that. I don't need to go places to do that. But you, Shenzu? Anything on any place? Any cool game or any games that use real-life locations that were, uh, that were badass? Oh, I think Shenzu might have gone on a work call. So we'll bust his balls later. What about you, Shadow? Rockstar's done a very good job in GTA 4 and 5 doing that. That's been like their primary thing is trying to recreate the cities that it's based off of. Okay, so in, in 4 and 5, which cities were they based off of? 4 was based off New York City and New Jersey, and 5 was based off Los Angeles. 
I've never been to either location, so I can't verify the accuracy, but apparently it's very much like what you see in Spider-Man where people were able to just be like, oh, I live in that building. Oh, I go there all the time. But I'm trying to think uh, of some other ones right now. Well, one being that it is, uh, being that it is Halloween, and we've, or sorry, being that it is October and we've got Halloween coming up, uh, there's a great one out there that I think they did a very, very good job at recreating the environment and recreating the world. Uh, it's Friday the Thirteenth, the game. They went through a really, really uh, you know, painstaking process, I think, to recreate that game that game environment as the original movie was and as the original location was. Which, speaking of which, if you, if you like Friday the 13th and you dig it, the camp, the original camp that they shot Friday the 13th at, or at least the first one, um, in New Jersey is doing a tour. They're doing, a v, they're doing VIP tours and whatnot on April 13th of next year, which you can buy tickets for and actually go and hang out and go check it out see what the original place was like and uh bring a significant other and try to get it on <laughs> that sounds like a good idea let's go there where they filmed friday the 13th and get it on because that worked out real well for kevin bacon actually that might actually work where's that location <laughs> it's in jersey i'm gonna need something more accurate than that i'm not getting lost in jersey again uh hold on let me google that for you all right I'm i don't back. see him typing what did I miss? Oh, did somebody fart over there? <laughs> so Shinzu, we were talking about game locations uh, oh. that that mimic real life. Uh, some of the ones we mentioned were Grand Theft Auto, Friday the Thirteenth, Spider Man, not Silent Hill. Uh, you, you, there's a good one. Silent Hill is based off that town in Pennsylvania. That is correct. Coal fire is still burning to this day. That's and that's wild. Yeah, that's a lot of coal burning, man. That's a lot of steaks and a lot of burgers. Yeah. And those people that uh, that sell propane are like, fuck those people. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't need to start a grill. Just go out and dig in your backyard until you find some coal that's lit. What else? What, are, what other type of, uh, what other locations, what other games have some great locations that are based on, oh man, we are completely blown by a couple of, of games here. A series, in fact. I mean, yeah, yeah. Assassin's Creed. Okay, I wasn't thinking of those, but yeah. I, I was thinking more of the lines of stuff like uh, Gran Turismo with real-life racetracks. Yeah, that's 100% accurate. The circuits from those. Laguna Seca. Yeah, actually, it's funny. I saw a documentary on the creating of Gran Turismo. And nice. the guys actually go out there when they go and do digital representations of the tracks They'll actually go out and take pictures of all the corners, all the, ev everything, down to literally cracks in the road, and they're putting them in the game. Can I get that job? Man, I wish. I'd do it. I'd go out with a tripod and photograph every crack in the road. Dude, it's amazing the level of detail that they go to for, uh, for Gran Turismo. I mean, for, for all games, really. I mean, all, a lot of mainstream games... I've seen them go to a lot of painstaking detail to to get the end product. Look at the look what they did for Skyrim. Like any uh, Elder Scrolls game, they send these people out to the most remote areas to capture textures and things like that off of statues and things that they're playing on uh, on modeling it after. Well, think of other Bethesda games like Fallout Three in Washington D.C. 
Fallout 4 in Boston. Speaking of realism in Assassin's Creed, um, not the location, but the people, apparently the game or AC3 won't let you continue the storyline if you accidentally murder George Washington. That's logical. Whoops. I could see that being an issue. I didn't know who it was because I didn't listen to the mission brief, so I stabbed him. (laughs) His picture should be iconic. Every dollar bill you throw to the stripper, fool. It was back when he was a lieutenant. He's like 18 or 19 at the time. Well, did you check him for wooden teeth first? No, that's when he still had his real teeth, I think. Uh, You think? It was the heat of the moment. In the heat of the moment, you just stab somebody. Yes, you don't? This this is why we can't have nice things like time machines. This is exactly why. Okay, Mr. McStabby. All right, well, first off, I'm not Cable that's willing to go back in time and shoot baby Hitler. Actually, he wasn't, but Deadpool was. No, Deadpool was willing to go back in time, but not willing to shoot baby Hitler. They covered that. But did, oh, yeah, the extended Hitler scene. It showed him, like, cuddling yeah, and stuff. Yeah, he's like, hang on, I have a friend that has no problems trying to kill kids. <laughs> oh, God. What a- I know, we're doing great tonight. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, at least we got rid of the fart jokes. Did we, uh, wasn't, um, the Jason game also based Actually, off I just of- mentioned, I mentioned Friday oh, yeah. the 13th, yeah. Actually, okay, we, uh, and, they're, and, and they're doing, uh, they're doing tours there on April 13th. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, I saw the link, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they went through, they went through a really, really painstaking process to recreate that game for, final, or for uh, Friday the 13th. Wasn't, it, wasn't that gaming studio almost shut down, too? Gun. Uh, actually, it started. Well, the game started off as uh, it was called Slasher, and it was obviously a Friday the Thirteenth ripoff, and they knew it. And when they presented it to the people who who own the license to Friday the Thirteenth, they went like, "Look, this is the game we're making. We're we're pretty sure you're gonna sue us. So can we just have the license to make it a Friday the Thirteenth game instead?" And they were like, "Oh, you guys can make one that doesn't suck." Not location-based, but realism in games. So Splinter Cell Blacklist. It had real locations, but it it opens up in um, Anderson Air Force Base in Guam. And uh, within 10 seconds, you you see most games get the military camouflage wrong. They did the Air Force uniforms spot on. To the point where I actually got upset about the fact that they were just being murdered. (laughs) Like that entire game was a revenge mission for me. Just you because know, um, they hit it so realistically, and I'm just like, I could have been one of those people. He makes a, a, a valid point there. Um, Perfect Dark, you get to tour Area 51. Yeah, but who can actually say whether Area 51 actually looked like that or not? Maybe hmm. no. Maybe the game developer knocked on the door and was like, hey, we're making a game. We just want to take some pictures of the cracks in the walls. You can pull up General the satellite imagery. Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> what harm could it do? You can go to Google Earth right now and find Area 51, and it's not censored. No, it's not going to be. I it's mean, why right would there. it be with the uh, with the uh, the chips inside all the motherboards there? Yeah, for those of you who are curious to find it on Google Earth, look up Groom Lake, Grooming as and what you should be doing every morning before going out in public. Well, to be honest, I don't really know if this is going to work because, I mean, I'm just kind of just shooting, you know, ideas out here and. I really don't think it fits to the form. Like you would really want this thing to really meld, uh, meld in with what you're doing. And when you start like pulling off different things, like abstract concepts or things that kind of go outside of the timeline, the scenery, and the feel of the environment, 
then it kind of pulls you out of this experience, which is supposed to be kind of like an immersive experience. I'm not talking like 3D virtual reality kind of experience, but just still an immersive, like putting me in the shoes of this individual. And when you do this stuff, it, it really just kind of throws it off. And honestly, I mean, I don't like that. But one of the things that I never liked was in the Swinter Cell um, Conviction game, you had this mission where you're going off and there's this this uh, PMC um, that's operating and it takes over this security for this... Um, this research facility called White Box, where they develop EMP technology for the government. Well, they get bought out, and this PMC comes in for security, and they get what they need, and they have this sinister plan to use these EMPs to pretty much annihilate um, the electronics and everything, and the security within Washington D.C. so they can kill the president. So they. They have these scientists doing the same. They have no idea what the fuck they're doing, like what the end goal is. They know what they're doing scientifically, but they go through and you get to this mission. You save this one guy, and then you go in the elevator, and then they're just massacring the scientists, just clearing house, and you can't do anything to stop it. Like I remember being at the door, and like he's got everyone like on their knees, and he's ready to shoot. I could kick the door in, and I could literally take all of them the fuck out, but it doesn't let me do that. Because as soon as I open the door, no matter what or how fast I do it, they just mow everyone down right in that second. It's really kind of annoying because it's like you're, you're this guy who's, who's gone rogue for a good reason. But at the same time, you've also been this guy who like comes in and protects and you know protects America, protects freedoms, and would protect people like this. And these people aren't necessarily evil. They're doing a job. Like, they think they're doing this for, like, a government contract, but it's not. It's for some sinister purpose, and they don't know that because they're kept in the dark, and then they're just killed off because they know too much. All right, D. so hit us. What are some of these museums? Oh, okay. I The first one I have is actually in uh, the U.K. for a destination I'd like to go to. It's called the National Video Game Arcade, and it was in Nottingham. And they're reopening it in Sheffield. Um, it almost closed down. So that's why it's it's closed. It's getting relocated. But it was rescued by some game developers in the UK. Some successful ones. Including Sumo Digital and Playground Games. And along with Ian Livingston. Founder of uh, Domark and Games Workshop. That presents games as like... It tries to promote them as, as, as art. As a form of art. And expression. So that's really cool that they have, and it's unlike anything else, they've got a ton of games, and I'd love to go see it because in America we missed out uh, uh, on a lot of great games that got released in the PAL regions, but not here. Now when you say missed out, like missed it with a gun? I mean like say, uh, you know, remember the Illusion of Gaia? It was a great game on the Super NES? Yeah. It's actually part of a trilogy. We've got two of the three. You've got Soul Blazer, and you've got Illusion of Gaia. We missed out on the best one. It was released in the PAL region in Japan, Terranigma. But we can it play was that the best now. out of three. Yeah, we can find it now, yeah. But my point being is there's a lot of cool stuff that, you know, there's some shooters that... Um, I gotta know, does this museum have an actual working cart of E.T.? I don't know. Um, I couldn't find all the, you know, because it, it's still, it's kind of being rebuilt, so... Uh, I couldn't find everything on it. Awesome. Other than the top of my head? All right. 
Now, a little closer to home, you've got the American Classic Arcade Museum, and that's in Laconia, New Hampshire, and it's got over 300 classic um, arcade cabinets in mint condition from the 70s and 80s, all working. You know, there was a, a place by me that actually specialized in arcade games. There's actually a bar uh, in a town near me that is specialized in drinks and uh, like Street Fighter games and various games that were on arcade. Do tell. I'm sorry? They used to, but they gave up on that. So I guess it just became kind of annoying when you they had so many boxes circulating. They had to, yeah, they had to keep changing the drink titles and things like that. And eventually the drinks were just pretty much the same. They just kept rotating the names. And it was like, all right, whatever. They'll still do specials. If like a, a brewery company releases something that's along the lines, they'll do like a special one night. But usually you get like, uh, you go there, you buy a uh, package is like uh, a beer and then like five bucks worth of tokens, something like that to play all these uh, arcade games. Yeah, it, it's, it is a barcade, yeah. I love a good barcade. <clears throat> Shadow, you, you got to read that out. You, you can't just post that in there. One of the ET cartridges that had been dug up was taken by the Smithsonian Institute for its record, calling the cartridge both a representative of the burial site, but also in terms of video games, how the carpet cartridge represents the ongoing challenge of making a good film to video game adaptation the decline of atari the end of an era for video game manufacturing and the video game cartridge life cycle in regards to the uh the et burial site being excavated okay so where'd you pull that from so you don't get sued for stealing it oh that's on wikipedia oh okay then anybody could have wrote that oh yeah uh it's item number 57 on the wikipedia page which comes from uh from landfill to smithsonian collection atari Oh. Something that's a website there. Oh, it's, this, you, it's actually the Smithsonian. It's an article on the Smithsonian. It's their I remember, website. I remember they dug some of those cartridges up and they still actually worked, too. That was the terrifying part. Yeah, I mean, why not? They're not going to degrade, really. Unless they have an. I don't think Atari cartridges had an internal battery, did they? No. 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 They were all static. There was no save games. Yeah, there was, there was no reason those would degrade not like vhs vhs is going out uh what i miss though do i need to hop in on anything no 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 we're pretty much you're you're you're, we're we're shifting gears under the museums now so you jumped in right there at the right time okay they're actually there's a uh, shadow sent over a list of museums that there are and there's actually more museums in the united states than i thought there was there's actually one in rochester new york uh, the Strong uh, National Museum of Play houses the International Center for the History of, Ele- of Electronic Games and the World Video Game Hall of Fame. I'm surprised by the one in uh, Frisco, Texas. Seems like an odd place, but uh, I guess whatever. I mean, Surprisingly enough, down south, there's actually a lot of like retro game lovers down south, even some of the redneck areas like Arkansas. Well, Rochester is the one that surprises me because there's like, it's like, hey, let's just randomly put this in Rochester. Nowhere near the capital, nowhere near New York City. We're just going to throw this out in the west side of the state. You got Buffalo out there, so why not? Yeah, what do you, what do you get in Buffalo except for like 12-foot snowdrifts? I was going to say some awesome Buffalo wings. 12-foot snow cones. <laughs> I've heard tell that Buffalo is not the best place for Buffalo wings. That's... That saddens me greatly. It's actually true. I went to yeah. I used to live out in Syracuse and I traveled to Buffalo and uh, I got some chicken wings out there and they were absolute trash. I've he- I've heard this. I've heard this very sentiment before. Seems ironic, but uh, not. Oh, but you know what? Hold on here. 
there's a video game museum in the Netherlands. I smell GNA trip. I do too. Surprisingly, it smells close to. It smells a lot like farts. Oh, the Netherlands. I was gonna say weed, but okay. Uh, I'm, excited. I'm referring more to us. <laughs> like it's all legal in Amsterdam, isn't it? Right. Not exactly. Yeah, far- farting isn't legal anywhere, especially in a van when you've just closed the door and somebody's about to drive your ass to get you drunk. No, it's or- not legal. It's a contest. Or in an elevator when you're walking somebody downstairs. Oh, yeah. It's a contest. Who's is, uh, more potent? The the one in the elevator, it's the shortest person. <laughs> oh, yeah. God, that reminds me of a horrible joke. Yeah, I know which joke you're... That's that's where I drew inspiration. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it anyways, just because it's a horrible joke. So there's a there's manager Bob sitting in his office, and all of a sudden Alice comes running in. I want to file a sexual harassment suit against Phil. Well, why? He told me my hair smelled nice. Why does that sexual harassment? He's a midget. Which side? I get it because it's funny, ha. <laughs> <laughs> My 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 needed context for this joke is which side? Yes. Anyways, the um, I think <laughs> it's the carpet. Now, one one last place I would say would be really good to um, as I just try to get a little bit of a spattering out here and there is um, in Japan the uh, Akihabara Electric Town, uh, a center city area near Tokyo, is the core of the country's video games and electronics culture. So it's got like tons of shops all selling. Anything from new to retro. Um, and it's also become the um, kind of the hub of otaku culture as well. So that's another hit destination if you're in that region of the earth. In my uh, in my fourth year, I have to do um, my advanced rotations. Usually we're allowed to do uh, overseas if we have the money. Uh, Taiwan is a very common place that people are allowed to do their rotations. I'm really hoping that I can do a rotation in Japan. That'd be awesome. But, uh, yeah, rotations are interesting coming to the fourth year. Very cool. Well, let's shift gears into talking about video games and their locations. Where would you want to go visit where a video game took place? That doesn't necessarily have to be a real place, but if you could go visit somewhere where a video game was, where would it be? One place, don't give me 15. Peach's Castle in the Mario series. Why? You'd never find it. No, she she always has cake. Like the N64 version. You never see she the always cake, has cake. Though. The cake is a lie. Oh, fuck. And let's be honest. And let's be honest, D, you aren't killing Bowser for cake. You could roll towards him, but you ain't battling him. Come on, I'm going to be one of the traps. <laughs> oh, yeah, Bowser's a trap. Let's say I'm, I'm not. Uh, if if uh, some of the cosplays I saw, if that's how Bowser looks, I ain't fighting back. Oh, God. What about you, Shadow? Where would you go visit? I see you thinking there. Uh, I am thinking, and I'm just like, uh... The problem is, a lot of the video games I play, like the most beautiful and scenic places, there's plants that want to murder you. It's like going to Australia. So, like, I, I would love to go um, to Tucson from The Witcher, but, again, different Tucson. I've been there, never going back. Uh, 117 degrees pissing on the side of the highway. Fun times. I know, seriously. I actually got to experience Tucson raining. It was great. Yeah, it was great. But yeah, 
like I would like the the world of The Witcher. It's a very beautiful world, and I would love to visit it. Luckily, there's enough real life inspiration there. But uh, would I really want to go there if it was really real? Nah, everything's trying to kill you there. What about you, Shinzu? I would say I'd like to visit Hyrule, but the Ocarina of Time version, not the uh, every other version. Not the flooded version, not the moon gonna crush a version. <laughs> well, that wasn't Hyrule, was it? I thought Majora's Mask was a different place. Majora's Mask was in a different place, but I, I, the kingdom of Hyrule technically was still around that time frame. So if you visit Hyrule when the moon is gonna crush it anyway, it's still gonna kill more than just the one town. It's gonna come through that portal. Wait, is the isn't like Charmina basically another world though? Yeah, yeah. There's a portal in between. Like Link fell into a portal, and then did they actually? I never really looked too far into it. I thought that the through the it, woods and found a hole in the ground. It's like, oh, there just happens to be a portal in this hole in the ground. It, I'm gonna it would fall happen. through it. It had to take place in another world because Majora's Mask takes place in between Young Link and Adult Link. So if the moon did crash, it still would have. Well, it doesn't. Everything. You stop it from crashing. That was the thing. I thought Adult Link never happened because he was and like. They also reference. This is actually where the timeline splits in two. Yeah. If Link fails, it goes through one timeline. If he succeeds, it goes through the other. At, so at the yeah, same, this. Yeah. At the same time, though, they reference Hyrule within the town when you talk to people. They talk about Hyrule. Yeah, they, they know of things. it, but it's technically yeah. a different world. It's almost like another dimension or a world within a world. So. Even if Termina gets destroyed, the rest of Hyrule does not get destroyed. Still don't want to go in that time frame. I want Ocarina of Time 64. All right, what about you, Gravemind? Any place you'd visit? Um, can I give two answers? Hit me, what you got? All right, um, the Citadel from Mass, Mass Effect. Oh, good call. Oh, yeah, I'll say. And then um, it's kind of similar, but uh, the Ark from Halo see i would have to say no to that one well it, it depends the on the flood being a thing if the flood's a thing i don't want to go to the ark i mean the thing is that the the flood is there that's the thing they're just sealed no 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 the flood wasn't on the ark the flood was on installation four and they traveled to the ark they weren't that there is, before that was true the the flood were never stored on the ark in any capacity no, they were always on the halo installations but never on the ark they moved their was Wait a minute, hang on. What what was the hang on? What's the arc again? Because they had the DNA for the flood. The arc, the arc was the um the big like it was the star. Yeah. The the arc is literally a place that the forerunners stored specimens that they wanted to survive the purge. And oh, it's no, they, also they worked stored as a, they stored all specimens. That's also where the flood was created no, too. No, the they flood did not store the flood. There. No. The flood the flood was the um like the Prometheans, the precursors. Uh, it was the precursors. They they basically rendered them down to elementary particles, and the particles got. What are you doing? Oh, I, I'm being me. So the flood is the result of essentially humanity being stupid. They found this capsule of crap that entered our galaxy, and they started applying it to domesticated animals, which created the flood. The forerunners had no knowledge of it prior to that. They retconned that. The um, yeah. the precursors basically made the forerunners. The forerunners didn't like the precursors because the precursors chose humanity to inherit the mantle. And the forerunners like, no, we ain't going to have that. So they destroyed 
any remnants that the precursors had in the Milky Way galaxy, they rendered them down to their molecular components. We got some flexing. Um, they rendered them down to molecular components. They got corrupted, and those components became the flood. Humans found those components and started like experimenting with them, and then their experiments kind of erupted into the human flood war, which erupted into the human co- or human forerunner war, which erupted oh. into the flood forerunner war. There's been a. I'm reading up on it now. There's been a lot of retcons on this thing. Like, which, yeah. it's almost impossible there's been a right lot now. of eruptions. So there, like there was a, at one point in time the flood was on the ark, but it looks like that was retconned. Yeah, yeah. I mean, logically, if I was them, I wouldn't store the flood there. That was supposed to literally be something they couldn't get to. There's also another thing that the, the well, arc shown in Halo yeah. Three is not the only arc. There, that was the lesser arc. There's apparently a greater arc. Yeah, there was a that was like yeah. There, there's a couple of arcs. As I'm looking through here now, and installation 4B is the one you fired. Why do they keep rewriting shit? It's just gonna get confusing. Yeah, I love and Halo lore. It's like Halo's my my bag. I'm making a mistake. Making a mistake and going to the Halo wiki, which means I'm not doing anything else for the rest of the night. Pretty much, I'm I'm just doing it right, right now. And Here's my one problem crazy. though with going to either the Citadel or the Ark. See, if we go back to Hyrule. We've all got the knowledge of what we have now, so we all of a sudden can blow them away with our, or, or be killed at the, you know, burnt by being burnt at the stake as a witch. But we still know a whole bunch of stuff. We go to the Citadel; we're literally the dumbest people on that boat. So you just dance like Shepard. Come on, I think even if we went to Hyrule, we'd still be the dumbest people in that group. Okay. <laughs> the difference between trying to show off and just sightseeing. Yeah, but let's say you got stuck there. What then? All right. Well, that calls for a different answer. <laughs> Murder and takeover? <laughs> Do you, like, does the magic of that world apply to you? Oh, yeah. Fucking Digimon. <laughs> okay. I want a Digimon. Why not? You know, I actually, with you guys sitting here talking about this, I've been trying to think of a place that I'd want to go, and I still really have not come up with any place that I really, really want to go, other than, like, Star Wars, because I really want to play around with a lightsaber. I know I'm going to lob my hand off or something, but I still want to do it. Too many politics. Well, there's politics everywhere. Yeah, but you got an entire galaxy to get away from some of them. I mean, yeah, you find some remote planet, you know, just don't go to the forested ones of the Ewoks. They, they tend to poke you with sharp objects, little pointy fuckers. Dude, I could be one of the first people in the Star Wars galaxy to use a fart as the Force. <laughs> force I'm going to use Force Push. No, not like that, Obi-Wan. Cecil has mastered the art of shart. I, I prefer the Schwartz to the Force, thank you. I see your Schwartz is as big as mine. Lone Star. I love that movie. I was so psyched when they uh, they released the Schwartz Awakens posters, and it just turned out to be a, uh, a prank, and that was very crushed. Oh yeah, I I don't put pranks like that past them though. Balls get new movies. Why? It's because Rick Moranis doesn't want to come back to do films. He's out, and you can't yeah. have Spaceballs without Rick Moranis. Nah, bring in some emo kid to play fucking Spaceballs Kylo Kylo Ren, fucking Rick Moranis's. Uh, styrofoam Ben. Yeah, th- third nephew twice removed. And you'll be fine. 
Or just clone them. Yeah. I don't know. You need to have Darth Helmet in there somewhere. All right. Well, we've got a few questions from Zyberblood. I'm not even calling them questions from the audience anymore because it's just Zyberblood typing in some random stuff. Uh, so let's go around the room, and we're going to start off with the first question he's got with, regardless of being a comic buff, is there a character that appeals to you more than any other? <sighs> Ooh. I'm assuming he's referring to comic character. Uh, all righty. Grapevine, let's start with you. So just comics? Yeah, ju- just relating straight to comics. There's My a favorite... character that appeals to you the most. My favorite comic book character is always going to be gonna be spider-man nice it's kind of generic but i don't know i just feel like he captures the humanity of the the character more than any other superhero is going to dude that's all right man you and like four billion other people would say the exact same thing spider-man's very popular it's it's true like and he's a wisecracker there's a reason he's popular you can go to the less popular route, go to like Moon Knight. Oh, Moon Knight's crazy. He's gonna fucking, you know, he's a fucking schizophrenic. Yeah. But, you know, Peter Parker, he was a high school student. He was smart. He got bit by a spider. And then he became a genius and a crime fighter. <laughs> I think that's kind of like what we all want to do. Exactly. I, 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 It's generic, but it's probably my best answer that you're gonna get out of that question. I dig it. I dig it. Yeah, I tried getting superpowers once, and uh, yeah, if you get bit by a spider, you usually just get a lump or a rash. Yeah, don't don't try. Yeah, that. don't try to roll around in radioactive waste either. You just get cancer. Hmm. What about you, Shenzu? I've always been like a <clears throat> Spawn Al Simmons fan. Okay, Demon Horde, limited power. I get Demon it. Horde, I went to power. fucking hell and came back for the course of the fact that he was doing exactly what he was told to. He believed he was fighting the right thing until he actually opened his eyes and realized he was doing the wrong things. And just for the sake of getting back to the person he loved would basically rip the world in half. I was going to say, just just because he went to hell and back doesn't mean anything. Dean Winchester did that. <laughs> yeah, but it was really lame. Sam went to a portion of hell? Yeah, he went to a cage. Yeah. It was kind of in hell, kind of. Well, you also saw the big line of hell, too, you know, the, the convention line. I, I would also like to um, add a addendum to my answer and add the Punisher, because uh, Frank Castle, he has uh, good intentions, but bad. So you just went two completely opposite spectrums of yeah. the freaking superhero. Like, you, you're like, very Bipolar good superhero, opposites. doesn't do anything bad to, I'm going to murder your family just to get to you. Sounds like somebody should have picked the schizophrenic Moon Knight. Hmm? Hmm? Yeah, maybe I should have picked Moon Knight. <laughs> but Frank Castle, he is like, he had, like, he did all the bad things, but because it started because... Bad people killed his family. Mm, okay. What about you, D? Professor Charles Xavier. You know how many fucking pranks you could pull? When you could touch the mind of anybody in the planet. Can you imagine what shit would go down? Yeah, the whole... Everybody believes ghosts are real because of you. But because of Professor X, you'd have shit like, uh... People listening to the voices in their head like, um... Hmm, <laughs> Trump. <laughs> You know, this would be a great idea to tweet on Twitter for all the planet to see. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Who knows? I could be doing that now. <laughs> D just wants to shave his head, and he doesn't have the courage to do it. 
Yeah, that's why it's only half shaved. Yeah, you gotta you gotta go the full Xavier. <laughs> <laughs> but if if I got those cool powers to f with people, oh heck yeah! Imagine the voices in people's heads. Like I'd be the voice inside Deadpool's head. What about you, Shadow? Uh, I've actually been sitting here making awkward faces because I'm thinking what what character appeals most to me? Aquaman, so I can talk to fish. Oh yeah. I love talking to fish, and and so can the rest of us. Can pick on them mercilessly. Like if, if <laughs> we're so basing you can this... talk to your girl's legs, be like, <laughs> "Hey, just just go as like as far down the spectrum as you can go. Be like, um, what's his name, Molecule Eater Lad, or, or something like that. <laughs> that was a superhero. It's fuck. No, no, no. It was Arm Fall Off Boy. He he pulled his arm off and used it as a club to beat villains. That was his power. But he used his arm to beat off. Well, don't well, you? His arms, his arms grew back. We rip his arms off and beat people to death with them. Or arm <laughs> fall off, boy. Uh, he pulled his arm off and beat villains with it. If if we're if we're gonna talk about just in the what abilities I like want, it would be Nightcrawler from X Men. Just the ability to be omnipotent wherever i want to be whenever i want to be his is limited by That's omnipresent <laughs> like he has to know where he's teleporting to teleport to otherwise yeah. it's not safe i mean that's fine it's like they didn't jumper as long as you have a if, if you've seen a picture of it you can get there i liked the explanation that x-men evolution the cartoon had about it where he was like traveling through another dimension and yeah he was fast enough like people could grab onto him in between that was kind of fun it was like it's essentially like hell yeah he was like going through hell and, and like fucking demons could grab onto him like and he got come with him he got stuck there with somebody else and he's just like this is oh my god and like it freaked him out because before he was going through it so fast he didn't even know yeah it was just pop in pop out down though someone slowed him down to where he could see what was going on oh yeah then he didn't use it for like a month the fucking comics are fun. See, I'm I'm gonna go even more lame than you, Grave. I'd go Superman, and and the only reason really is because I'd want to fly. I mean, the, the vulnerability that kind of has to go along with it because as soon as you start flying at supersonic speeds, it uh, you know that wind will shear the flesh off you quicker than you can count. Yeah, I I'd be that one kid from Simpsons. I'd throw like a kryptonite stick at you. You'd fall and go. <laughs> When I when I was younger, I would have said Superman was lame because he was too powerful. But I've done more research then, and uh, like he's a human that has superpowers, and it's like, what what would average Joe Kansas do with God powers? I, I see that more than as is someone that's like indestructible. I see Joe Kansas with god powers rather than just dude can't die well the thing that uh the thing that i really like about him is is he's also incredibly naive at times i wouldn't say i wouldn't say as naive as iron fist is every time but he's pretty naive at times where he just really really wants to see the good in somebody even though there's no good there whatsoever that and that's the point that I was missing when I was younger was like he's just a dude that was raised by his foster parents in Kansas. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he's not an alien first, he's an American first. 
he just happened to be an alien from Krypton. Yeah, he just happens to be able to run stupid fast and fly. Mm-hmm. But I can see it. I can see having the ability and not maybe knowing how to use it. Well, you know how to use it, but not knowing how to utilize it. Well, that's what I loved about uh, about the early seasons of Smallville. Was it was really him figuring it all out. It wasn't. It wasn't him as full blown Superman going, "Hey, I, I have all these powers. I know how to use them." And I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna use my heat vision to heat this up, and then my cool vision to cool it down and make it shatter, or vice versa, or whatever. I think so. That's where the the DCMU or the DCCU, DC Cinematic Universe, DCCU. Mm-hmm would have uh, failed would be that Superman just, he was not relatable as a character in uh, Man of Steel or Batman versus Superman. No, he really wasn't. He just, he, he was, he was so far from, yeah, he was, he wasn't, he wasn't Joe Kansas. He was a completely different person who, how the hell he fit in anywhere is amazing. Yeah. He was just an alien. Like he was always the odd man out. He saved the bus full of kids, but he was never a part of those kids. Yeah, and they all looked at him like he had eight heads. Mm-hmm. All right, next question Zyber had was, being being that time of year and all, what real location that's said to be haunted do you want to stay overnight at or just live at? I'm pretty confident somebody's going to say nowhere, but uh, let's, let's, let's reverse that order. Shadow. Nowhere. <laughs> ben, don't do spooky. Shocker. That's why you started with me, right? Because you know, I yeah, I'm not a fan of October. <laughs> Just not. All right, let's bounce over to Gravemind. Where would you want to go? Very. Um, being that it's local, uh, the Crescent Moon Hotel is apparently haunted. I'd like to stay there a night, see what's going on. Uh, number one priority would probably be the uh, Penn State Penitentiary, though. Penn State, where's that? Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Oh, I've been there. I've been there. I have been there. Apparently, that's like the number one haunted spot ever is Penn State Penitentiary. Whatever you do, don't go there during October because all they actually do, they don't let you actually go through the 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 jail itself. They have like this stuff set up in the on the grounds. It's, it's basically in the backyard. And you go through, it's a haunted house. That's all it is. It's a haunted house. I mean, that's what it's known for. So, of course, they're going to try to make money on that. Um, There's also, well, the Crescent Hotel is in Arkansas. It's whatever they say it's haunted, but it's in Arkansas, so it's local. There's also, um, I forget the name of the hotel, but it's in Colorado, it was what The Shining was based off of. I know, yeah, I know exactly which one you're talking about. To go to that. I forget the name of it, though. I don't think that place is haunted, though. I think they just used it for The Shining, didn't they? Stephen King stayed there, and he wrote the book based on it. So I think it's supposedly haunted, but they don't... I think Stephen King is haunted. <laughs> yeah. Stephen, yeah. Well, I mean, you've, you've, read, you've seen the... Uh, the Dark Tower, that movie was apparently horrible. I haven't seen it yet, but the book was great. But that's what the, the book was based off of, on The Shining. All right. What about you, D? I'd like to go to like a remote locale like Kilkea Castle in uh, in Ireland. 
Um, it's got legends of uh, the Earl who presided over it that haunts the castle. It's now a luxury hotel, so you can literally stay there in luxury. Um, but it says you can still hear at night the clash of steel on the staircases where all the battles were fought. And um, he was also known as the Wizard Earl because of his attempts at alchemy. Uh, and they say that every seven years you can see him galloping over the windswept plains right by the castle. It'd be really neat. All right. Little alchemy and witchcraft, little little uh, little battles, little castle. It's now a luxury hotel, so it's not like it'd be uncomfortable like camping on the ruins of a castle. It's actually a luxury hotel. I think that'd be freaking awesome. All right, what about you, Shenzu? Uh, I'd like to visit Gettysburg at night. Ooh, that's creepy as hell. See, I actually, uh, there's a couple of places that I would want to visit that are quote-unquote haunted. Um, there's There's this asylum complex right next to Mohegan Sun. It's right across the river from it. Uh, and they're actually tearing it down to make a uh, to make a water park, which is really disappointing because the whole complex, it, just for for urban exploration in general, it's really amazing. Uh, a haunted water park. <laughs> well, no, it's haunted if any disasters strike. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, there's that, and, and I just got I I got like this weird soft spot for old asylums, um, probably because of just just growing up watching movies about them. Like the uh, the remake, the 90s remake, 1999, I think it was, remake of House on Haunted Hill. They took place in an old asylum. And, man, that movie was right up my alley. It wasn't really a great movie, but, man, I, I just I loved the setting and I loved what they did with it. Um, Penhurst is, uh, is another place. Uh, I think we're trying to – I'm hoping that we can get going next summer. We can get a, uh, a GNA trip going there because that sounds like a like it would be a really interesting place to hang out for – a weekend um and maybe if i can reach out to them maybe uh and if they're listening maybe they'll let us do a podcast from inside the asylum which would be cool if i have the money i'd love to do that that'd be awesome oh, i never said anything about having money i was just figured i'd go rob somebody well i'm money i gotta i gotta pay for not being at home <laughs> apparently that's the thing in america you gotta pay for not being at home <laughs> um but yeah, Penhurst seems great. It's it's one of the the premier haunted locations of oh, America. You know what? There is one place that I think I'd want to camp, but I don't know if I could feasibly do it. There was a bridge, I think, in Vermont. Uh, might have been Connecticut. The covered bridge, yep. It, where if as you drive by, it gets scratched to hell, supposedly. Yeah, and you get handprints all over your car. That's yep. a different thing. I think that's in Arkansas, where like they push you over the railroad tracks or something like that. No, no, no. There's a there's a covered bridge, an old covered bridge, and I want to say it's in Vermont. There's uh, another thing where the handprints thing, like apparently a, a bus full of kids went over a railroad track and all died somehow, and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, this is two separate things, actually. Yeah, if you put flour on your bumper when you park on one side of the railroad track, you can see the kids' handprints as they push you over the railroad tracks. Yeah, that'd be wild. That'd be that'd be hella wild. Yeah, you know, I I'd like to I'd like to check out that place as well. Um, Isn't there supposed to be some haunting in the Ozarks by you, Gravemine? Yeah, well, the Crescent Crescent Hotel definitely. Yeah, that, but I, th- I think the Ozarks are supposed to be haunted by something too, right? Hot Springs, probably. 
Yeah, I went to Hot Springs because uh, I actually uh, lived in Arkansas for a short bit. Because uh, there was a lot of gang activity in Hot Springs, so there's yeah, yeah, the gambling and you had all the bathhouses. Uh, yeah, and then you go to the Ozarks. There's a lot of drug activity, so I'm sure there's um, my uh, my dad and his friend. Uh, they looked into buying a house that was uh, it was very much discounted because apparently people had heard things there, but. You know, I, w- I was in that house and I never saw anything or heard anything. It's not like a big thing. They never bought the house, but when I was there, there was nothing specific that I would point out about being wrong about the house. All right. Well, last question we got from Zyberblood is what horror movie monster is your favorite? Ooh, that's a good one. We'll start with Shinzu this time. Uh, I was going to say, please don't start with me because I, I have to think about this one. I honestly, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, now now you got to think and talk it out at the same time. I'm a uh, horrible shit. human being. Ah, uh, God. Um, God is your favorite horror movie monster? That's. Like, I mean, that's yeah, good. something like that. If if you've read the uh, the Old Testament, seems legit. I mean, yeah, he's uh, he's quite the interesting fellow in the Old Testament. He likes to um, condemn people to uh, an eternity of fuck also apparently he really loves water parks because he sure flooded the the earth a few times a bit didn't he i really don't think i could actually choose a favorite out of all the ones i have but i do have one that particularly kind of stands out just from how he goes about everything the Wishmaster. okay so Jin, Jin, Jin yeah, would be so Jin. the monster. Yes. Yeah, how he goes about it, basically giving people what they want and as he does that he always finds a way to twist their wishes like a monkey paw and make what they really, really want, what they really, really wish for, to be absolutely horrible. At the same time, each time he grants their wish, he becomes one step closer to getting what he wants, which is pretty much freedom, and that gives him the ability to do whatever he wants. So they tell him what he, what they want, what they really, really want? Yes, I'll tell you what they want, what they really, really well, want. And uh, also, what, once he finally gets those gets um, to be released, it, it'll allow him to release all the djinn back into our world, too, to basically destroy and take over. <laughs> You're not getting the joke, though. Yeah, he didn't get the joke at all. That's okay. Dude. What about you, D? D? Yeah. What's your favorite monster? I would have to say um, demons, because they don't have to be the whole oh big ugly you know stupidly you know jump scare thing. They can be pretty uh, pretty subtle too. Like you got um, um, specific canon, or is it just demons? Yeah, like what like what movie demons, demons in general? Uh, like for 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 instance the. Um, the Exorcist, that's a good one where he just possesses. Okay. I mean, because there could be a, a whole realm of stuff, especially if it's a little bit more psychological, you know? Okay. I can go with that. But I also like I also like the uh, the kind of in-your-face demons, like Hellraiser series, too. That's kind of fun. All right. What about you, Ben? Or Shadow? I'll edit that later. Uh, I'm trying to actually, like, I've watched a handful of horror movies in my life, so this is actually really difficult. Yeah, I, I I got nothing on this one. For him, there's got to be, be clowns. There's clowns. Be one that clowns? stands out, like one that you're like, oh, I remember that one. Like, what was the first monster that came to your mind when you were thinking of this? That's the thing. None of them did. Okay, so I name, mean, name a horror movie. The Babadoc, but that was just depression. Are you Jewish? No. Oh, okay. Can you be? <laughs> we're not going to go into details about that, actually. Ah, like, can can you commit to Judaism? <laughs> the um, 
the I, I guess if, if if you really want an answer, um, from Resident Evil, the dog whose head bursts open. Okay. And does the tentacle bits. Wasn't that from from the thing? I don't think that was from Resident Evil. I think it was the thing. No, it's definitely from Resident Evil. Which which one? I uh, let me let me look it up. God, you guys are killing me. Here. I think maybe he's maybe he's mistaking uh, and crossing the dog with the uh, the liquors, with the tongue that goes. Possibly. Possibly. Hang on. Yeah. I'm liquor, liquors are one thing. I was All right. The dog well, that well you look, and we'll switch over to to uh, to Grave Mind. I think I don't think I've, I don't think I've gotten you. What what monster is your favorite? It's not a movie. It's a game. Because apparently I'm more afraid of games than movies. But um, when I was a kid, there was a PlayStation demo disc that had the demo of Parasite Eve. Oh, yes. It scared me so bad that I ran into the other room crying because I was so freaked out by the Parasite and Parasite Eve demo. It fucking scared the shit shit out of me yeah parasite eve where uh where the power of the mitochondria can make people burst into flames yeah it scared the fucking shit out of me all right that is disturbing shadow that is very disturbing now that you've given me a visual for that is that from the yeah. movie or is that from the game yeah, that's, that's from the, the movie. movie that's like oh. number three or four i think it's four yeah the movies are pretty terrible I haven't made it to that many movies in Resident Evil. Only the first, like, one or two. So the first one was decent. why I didn't recognize that. The second one yeah. just went all downhill, and I was like, no, thank you. That, that's why I stopped watching them. Look, I don't, I don't do horror movies, so. Yeah. If I, had to, if I had to pick a movie, it'd probably be The Thing, the remake, just because it was something that was amorphous that could become anything that could kill you at any time. Shapeshifter. Yeah, I could uh, I could see the thing, and man, uh, John Carpenter's the thing, and the 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 remake of the original the thing that came from outer space. Both of those, you know, the the concept behind them are are quite terrifying. Um, my favorite movie monster, horror movie monster, is actually super lame, but the reason I like it is because of the story behind it. Uh, is Freddy Krueger? So Freddy Krueger, if you don't know, he is the bastard son of like a hundred different people that raped some girl and he's the son that came out and he was cutting up small children with a glove that he made full with knives so all the all the townspeople came together and threw him into but you got but you got to mention meanwhile he was a family man himself with a wife and kids that were completely unsuspected yeah. for some yeah. reason for for me like Freddy Krueger Leatherface and Jason all mix into the same '80s horror movie cliche. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they like, they have that same. They're genre. all the same person. But the but the thing that I liked about all of those specifically is that they all had a backstory that made them really interesting. Um, you know, it almost made you like for Freddy Krueger. It almost made you go, ah, well. That guy didn't really have a good start to begin with, so yeah. But also the thing I like about Freddy Krueger is that he's practically unkillable. They've done everything that you can possibly do to this guy, and he will not die. He always comes back. Jason fucking, like, didn't they, like, cryogenically freeze him and shatter him and he came back? 
I don't don't I don't think they, they shattered him. He was cryogenically they did, no. frozen. They froze him and then they uh they shot him. That was in the Jason X. They froze him, they shot him, and then the nanobots brought him back to life. Fucking Jason versus oh. aliens. We should have that. Jason versus a- versus aliens. That'd be fucking great. The funniest part about it though is the actor I think was it um I know the last name is England, right? Oh, for Freddy Krueger, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the guy's actually really nice. Yeah, yeah, like to talk to, like when you see him in interviews and stuff, he's he is. Yeah. But man, super he, nice. He can play a creepy guy just instantaneously. Like the dude goes from "Hey, happy go lucky" to "I'm going to murder your family in front of you" in a millisecond. That's just, that's the telltale sign of a good actor. Yeah. So that's my favorite horror movie monster is uh, is Freddy Krueger, and they've they've. Like the original ones, one, two, three, possibly four. I really, really dug. After that, they started getting pretty heavy on the cheese factor, but they still kind of stayed true to that that slasher flick. But then they did the what was it, the new nightmare? I haven't even seen that yet. I heard that that was horrible. Yeah, I didn't like that. Wasn't that uh, the Rob Zombie one? Didn't he direct one or something like that? It was where they got a, a new person to play Freddy, and I I forget who who it was. Now that we're talking about it, like, originally Alien was meant to be a horror movie, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, claustrophobic horror. Mm-hmm. So that would put Predator in the same universe as Alien, because mm-hmm. Predator versus Alien. I would like these horror trope villains to go against each other. Oh, you mean like Mortal Kombat style? Yeah, fucking Alien versus Predator versus Jason versus Michael versus. Actually, I think of the, I think of the newest Friday or sorry, in the newest Mortal Kombat. I think you can be the Alien, Predator, and Jason. You can't be Jason. I think you can. I remember Predator, and I or I remember Alien, and I remember Freddy, but I don't remember Jason. Might be, you might be right. But I'd like to see a movie where they all go against each other. Just horror tropes against each that other. That would be movies. Okay, I got one. Hit me. The T-1000 from Terminator 2. Oh, you know what? He is... Yeah, he's a pretty good horror movie. Well, but the thing is, is t- would you count Terminator as a horror movie, though? Uh, if you're young enough. Yeah. To me, it was. I always thought it was an action movie, but well, I guess. Uh, I don't if know. you're young enough and naive enough... Yeah, scared the shit out of me the first time I watched it. Mm-hmm. Still kind of does. T two scared up. scared me more than T one did with the like amorphous fucking quicksilver dude. T one thousand. That's that's what I'm talking about. He can be anybody he wants. That's what's scary. I thought that you was know? a T two thousand, but no, no, it was. Uh, no, it was. Uh, he was a T one thousand. Arnold was Cyberdyne Sentinel one hundred one. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was mistaken then. Yeah, that fucking dude. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was. I think my first horror movie was, uh, uh, according to my dad, um, about the age of two, The Howling. Oh, great so, movies! God, those were some. Classic I have it. Flicks. So yeah, so uh, I've been. I, I'm not afraid of horror movies because I watched them for special effects. And my dad brought me up pretty much watching horror. So they're just. Oh yeah. They don't. They well, don't I, spook think that, me. I think that was most of our parents. I mean, my parents, you know, brought me up. Well, my dad specifically. Brought me up watching horror movies. I mean, hell, I was watching uh, Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Streets when I was six and seven. 
another movie that scared the shit out of me when I was younger. Um, fucking, I was probably like eight or nine. My sister brought me in to watch a scene of The Thinner. Oh, yeah. The dude's face fucking melts. It scared the fuck out of me. I ran into my room crying at that dude's face melting in The Thinner. And Tremors was never a horror movie to me. When I was eight, it was. Yeah, Tremors was like... Tremors... I don't know. I was never afraid of Tremors. It just was... I don't know. It was more interesting to... It was like the gremlins honestly in terms of horror movies yeah you know you know what's funny is is uh, funny you mentioned that bro um out of all the movies i watched all the old classic the mummies you know dracula you know i mean since the age of two i've been watching horror movies and none of them scared me you know not a living dead i used to watch when i was six the one movie that i actually got like afterwards i got creeped out was ironically gremlins of all things that movie was creepy as hell though See that didn't that movie didn't. But after watching all all the rest of, uh, but watching Howling, watching all kinds of things, whether it be the thing, whether it be critters, all this shit, nothing fazed me. Went to bed in the dark, no problem. The only one that actually got under my skin as a small kid for some reason was fucking Gremlins, and I don't know why. It's probably because it was associated with like the Muppets, and you always grew up with the, you know, Big Bird and those guys. Fucking Kermit's gonna get me. I can get the Gremlins got you as long as you didn't watch Gremlins two before. You're getting you. No, it was the first one. It was the first one. Gremlins 2 wasn't even out yet. No, nah, if you watch Gremlins 2, it's a comedy. If you watch Gremlins 1, it's a fucking horror movie. I mean, well, see, I, the, lo- I think the reason Gremlins got me was the same reason back in the day when John Carpenter's Thing got me because it had that very, that claustrophobic environmental, you know, you're stuck in one place. So the Gremlins took place in winter. The whole movie was dark. Same way as pretty much the thing, you know, the the majority of the movie was was dark. It was cold. It was winter time. You know, one of course happened in Antarctica. One happened in like wherever, but you know, it was still that that cold, claustrophobic feeling. And especially because it happened, Gremlins happened in a small town. And I know I grew, I spent my winters in a small town, so it kind of hit a little bit too close to home. You know what actually was the one that the, the part that got me in Gremlins is when he reached under the table and he got like bit to hell. Mm. Reaching underneath something, getting bit like that, and then being pulled underneath—that's, I think, what finally—that's what I think the final straw was that got me. I think we should go back to Tremors though, because I fucking <laughs> love that series. I, I love Tremors one and two. After that, it went downhill and crazy. I love every fast. bit. Like even after they got campy, <laughs> even after like three, four, and five—I didn't like four that much, but five was great. Fucking three and five, mm, perfection of campy. Love the campiness of those. I feel I was denied critical information. No, no, you gotta get that quote right. I feel I was denied critical need to know information. Dude you know what came be- down to Mexico with a fucking truck full of high explosives and fuck fucking fifty caliber rounds for his fifty caliber. Barrett machine gun that he used on one fucking uh, shrieker graboid thing. I wanted maximum penetration. Shot through the. You know, I think block. there's. I think there's one horror based movie for Shadow. Because it's really it's it's a comedy and a spoof. All right. Since since Shadow's not not a fan of horror, look for Repossessed. Oh God! Wasn't that Leslie Nielsen? 
Leslie Nielsen's in it, yes. It's a spoof on stuff like The Exorcist and everything else. It's fucking hilarious. It's not a horror. That's a complete and utter comedy. It is a complete comedy, but I mean, obviously Shadow has an aversion to horror, so... Yeah. You know, because it'll soften the blow of The Exorcist form. It'll soften it a little bit. The ones that have the humorous element, like, I wouldn't even call Cabin in the Woods a horror movie. Nah, it was more of an experiment. I liked it. I I, I thought it had horror elements, but I loved it. It had horror elements, and I enjoyed it. They were seeing what they could do with the genre, I think. They were experimenting and seeing what they could do. Like, I've I've seen Silent Hill. The barbed wire scene creeped me the hell out. Which barbed wire scene? I've uh, seen the movie. Let, let me get Yeah, where it, where it wrapped around, and they got all caught up. It's just jammed up in. Oh, yeah. towards the end, okay. The, yeah. Yeah, yeah let me let me let me get a gif of that it it still freaks me out because that uh with the nurses and yeah the titty twister from hell is the one that got me in that movie i didn't expect that no but it was it was decent i i would com- i would say comparable to like resident evil's mo- game to movie it it was a good it was a good movie at least i mean it, it's not like you know an utter disaster which would have disappointed the heck out of me if you really want to talk about horror movie let's talk about aragon Oh God! Don't know Aragon. No, no, no. What about the Golden? Compass? Well, since 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 this started, this podcast started on a low note. What about the Human Centipede? And on that note, uh, where can people <laughs> find you, Gravemind? Uh, they can find me um, on Discord at uh, Gravemind five seven five hashtag twelve oh five. It's my uh, Battle.net hashtag. You can find me on Twitter at Gravemind, I think. I haven't checked in a while, but I think that's true. And um, you can find me. Blank. Blankety blank blank blank. Blue Shark, where can people find you at? Well, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Blue Shark 45, and you can find me on Twitter uh, at Blue Shark 45. You can also find me on Mixer mixer.com slash bluesark45 where hopefully I'll be streaming again some more in preparation for our Extra Life event with the GNA podcast that is coming up the first Saturday of November. And I hope to see you all there. Alright, D, where can people find you at? People can find me on my website microbrewgamers with a Z instead of an S dot com. Same thing for YouTube and Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, sometimes Twitch. I've got my own microbrewgamers GNA, or not GNA, uh, Discord, uh, along with I'm uh, mostly on GNA Discord, and Yeah Dude Gamers. I write a few articles for their website as well, yeahdudegamers.com, and I get on uh, their Discord quite often. Rock on. Where can people find you at, Shinzu? People can locate me here on the GNA podcast. I haven't set anything up yet still for like the fourth week in a row because <laughs> I'm lazy as fuck. Yes, yes, you are. <laughs> man, I got, I got paint to watch dry, man. I got shit to do. Where can people find you at, Shadow? Avoiding horror movies. And MorganBS.com. If you want to find any of my other websites, I have an About Me page there with all my links. You can also find me in the Discord. MorganBS.com. We don't really say it 12 times in an episode. Oh, at least 12 times. At least 12 times. And I'm Cecil Xavier, your host. You can find me at Cecil vs. Games on Twitter and Cecil Xavier everywhere else. Facebook, Ustream, Twitch, Mixer. Uh, you can also find me po- tolling around the GNA Discord. Plus, I am on TPC's Discord, Yeah, Do Gamers, Geek Squatch, Microbrews, Mulehorn Gaming, uh, 
uh, I'm, I'm on a whole bunch of discords. If, if you can't find me there, let me know and I'll, I'll bounce over there. We hope you enjoyed the show. We hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Reviews help people find the show. So if you enjoy listening to us, spread the word. You can also find us on services like Google Play Music, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Player FM, Spreaker, MyTuner, Your Listen, and wherever the hell else you want to find us. If we're not there, let us know. We'll upload there as well. Yes, we are finally on Spotify. So if you've been holding out to listen to us because we're not on Spotify, guess what? You can find us there. Go check us out. You can follow us on Twitter at GNA Podcast uh, or join us on our Discord chat. Just see the pinned tweet. Facebook. We're also on Facebook. Just search GNA, at GNA Podcast and you'll find us there as well. Uh, we've partnered with Humble Bundle. Hey, Shadow, why don't you tell us about Humble Bundle? Damn it, you always do this when I don't have the thing up. Hang on. Well, I, I, I saw you holding the thing, so I figured you had the thing up. He's too slow. I just hope you didn't fart on the thing. I think I did. All right. Hum- Humble Bundle is a game purchasing service that we, G&A, have partnered with. You can purchase games like you normally would, but with a twist. You can choose what part goes to the publisher, to Humble Bundle, or the charity. You can give it all the charity if you want, or none of it. Your call. Throw that question mark part... Uh, Question mark partner equal GNA podcast. That's all one bit there. No spaces in there. At the end of your humble bundle link before you buy to let them know we sent them you that sent you that way that oh god. <laughs> oh no, it's great. So far this month we have raised twelve dollars and eighty four cents for a charity through our partnership with Humble Bu- Humble Bundle. Humble butts. I hate humble butts. Delicious booty. Oh. <laughs> We're being humble butts. That's where the thoughts come from. Don't forget, you can put that at the end of any Humble Bundle link. So if you're going to buy a game through Steam, check out Humble Bundle. You may you may be able to get it there and help charity at the same time. He always does this. Puts me on the spot and I screw it up and now i got to edit all of that. <laughs> no, you don't. It should be raw and uncut. That's well, how I like it. Do you like anime? If you do, join us Wednesday nights at 19.30 Eastern Time at www.rabb.it forward slash GNA podcast for Anime Night hosted by Blue Shark 45. Uh, he isn't, you know. Anyway, um, like like horror movies? Uh, check out our horror movie night hosted by Zyra Blood at the same rabbit location every second Saturday. So this Saturday coming up, if you're listening to it. I will not join you on this. Oh, well, fine, do that way. Uh, first Saturdays are game show night. We do those on at mixer.com forward slash GNA podcast. I actually just went by this Saturday. Yeah, sorry about game show night, man. That, that kind of sucked. That was kind of just kind of like a bust. Check out our good friends Alex and Caleb at Geek Squatch uh, and Proxy Fox at Yeah Dude Gaming. We want to thank Morgan BS Photography for our new logo and artwork. Check him out at morganbs.com. Email us at gnapodcast at gnainyourdna.one with questions, comments, death threats. We don't care. Last but not least, check out our website, www.gnapodcast.com. We've got uh, pictures up there. We've got the podcast, all sorts of other fun stuff. (laughs) It went all the way to the end. It worked. I'm really grateful that I finished my mudslide because I'm pretty sure I could not drink it after that. Oh god, I'm just glad we don't want to smell a vision. You should want the mudslide more now. Uh, AOD, I think your mic's smoking. <laughs> Have a good night, all. Have a good night. Night, y'all. Hey, guys. Bye bye. Have a good night.
Oh my god, you're entering the exit theme song.